Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good Saturday morning. Welcome to Saturday Morning Live, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming and listening this morning. Of course, you're listening to the voice of Evangelist Portia McIver. I'm your host for today, along with Sister Stephanie Pritchett. We are from Reaching the Masses Ministry, and if you want to see who we are, go to reachingthemassesministry.com. You'll find out all about us. Today, we're coming to you with our first series on love. That is love, L-O-V-E. Hold on before you even think about it. No, we're not coming with true romance or Fifty Shades of Grey or anything like that, y'all. So kind of calm it down, okay? We're coming to you with the type of love that God talks about. Now, in the Bible, in the King James Version, It just uses one word, and they use one word for all kinds of love. It's all L-O-V-E. But in doing some studying, we found out that L-O-V-E doesn't cut it all. Actually, the word L-O-V-E is not even in it. Well, we know it's love is, well, that's a whole different topic, but 
Sister Stephanie is going to come, and she's going to give you our first definition of love. And um, then we're going to come, want to come back with some announcements. And um, here we go, Sister Stephanie.
two. Had three, but some kind of way one got lost in the mixture. I don't know where she is. I got married, and we moved out of town, out of state. Yeah, we moved. And we moved. And we moved. So I kind of lost contact with her, and I have no idea where she is. She's gotten married since then, and I had her address somewhere. But in moving, I've lost it, and I want to find out where she is. But, you know, when the Lord gets ready for her to show up back in my life, then she'll show back up in my life. Um, But then there are the other two. And one is a first lady. She and I have shared so many things. We even... At one point, we were dressing like one another. I have a suit right now that's like one that she has. When she ordered one, I ordered one, you know. Hallelujah. We both loved those little hats that were dipped down in front. And just certain things that we liked. Then, you know, my, my baby girl, she and my baby girl made a connection and found out they were both junk food junkies. So that actually gave all three of us a bond, you know. And yeah, first lady, but when I'm talking about you, you know who I'm talking about, honey. Now she is uh, ten years younger than I am, but she's still my sister. I can go to her about things that I don't get, and she will have an answer, or she'll get it from the Bible. Or she'll come to me about things, and somehow God gives me an answer for her. We both went through, oh, good God Almighty, hell and high water. See, things like that kind of make people close, you know. If you've had similar experiences in life, yeah, it tends to make you close. David. And Saul had similar experiences. David was the chosen king, but Jonathan was the, oh, give God a minute. Jonathan was also the chosen king because Jonathan was to take his father's place after his father died. And when he heard that Samuel, the prophet, had chosen David as king, Jonathan didn't get mad. Jonathan was glad. Jonathan was glad to serve under David because he knew that David would never do him wrong. And that's the way I am with Sarah. She's not going to do me wrong. That part I do know. Then I have another one. And that's Annette. Annette and I, I don't care where I go, somehow we're going to end up back with one another. I've changed my phone number. She's changed her phone number. But somehow we ended up back in one another's life. Now, she's older than I am. 
but I feel like more of a big sister to her. Because though she's older than I am, she's the baby girl of her family. So a lot of times I have to help her, answer questions for her, even though she's older than I am. But because she's a baby girl, then that's her position in life. So when she comes to me, she comes to me as such, you know. And she's still my BFF. Yeah, we get on one another's nerves sometimes. We don't always agree. My God, sir and I mm, have had some knockdown drag out. Verbally, that is. And, um, well, we always come back together. Because, you know, you don't always agree. But when your souls are knitted together, when that person is not in your life, you literally miss them. You'll say something or they'll do something. It's like, oh, uh-uh, ain't talking, uh-uh. I won't be bothered with you no more. But then your soul begins to miss that person. And you'll end up back together. And that's the way David and Saul was. I'm sorry, David and Jonathan. But that wasn't the only relationship in the Bible like that. There was another one in there like that. And that was the relationship between Jesus and John. Sometimes I you know, I would look at that and I would read it. And I just had to shake my head. You would see the description in there where the writer would say, he talk about Jesus, and then he say, John lays on his chest. John is the one that Jesus loves. Then you go on down in the Bible, and John begins to say, I'm the one that Jesus loves. I'm like, dude, Jesus loves everybody. But if you look even at the picture of the Last Supper, John is the one who has his head laying in the bosom of Jesus because he had a heart for Jesus. He understood Jesus. Their souls were knitted together. That's the kind of love I'm talking about, you know? That kind of love when you are so close, you have no doubt that you are the closest one to them on earth. That's the way you feel, you know? That's the kind of love that Stephanie is talking about tonight. So I'm going to hand this, well, I'm sorry, this evening, this afternoon, this morning. Anyway, y'all y'all forgive me. I'm kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs today. I'm trying to drink my orange juice and wake up. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading... I was studying what this love type meant. This type of love is um, demonstrated between saints, church, once you when you meet. This, this type of love we demonstrate. Exactly. Now, remember, the love that I'm talking about, like between Sarah and I, and between Anna and I, and between Jesus and John, yeah. That is the love. But I don't know what it got out there in the world. Yeah. But, yeah. And when I say bro love, you got men in church. They'll come in 
and they so close together. Both of them wearing the same suit. Yeah, it's like uh, both of them wearing the same color tie. Like they said, um, this is what the world says. But they say how everyone has a twin. And that's the same we may not look alike, but the thing is, you have the same personality, same interests, and everything. Same everything. Yeah, I I believe you, sometimes in life we have one or two people that may be like that. Mhm. It's like <laughs> twins. Different parents. <laughs> but you, you, you just same interests, mm-hmm. personality, like you like the same food, or you dress the same way, or you have the same mm-hmm. life, something like that. It's like whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you say in your in your mind or in your heart, wow, they like me or I'm like them. Yeah. I mean, it's really it's it's kind of scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't. How can I put it? I love Annette and I love Sarah, and I don't understand why we're so close, but somehow we are. We have two different mothers, two different fathers. But we ended up so close. And it's weird, you know. I mean, Sarah has four children. I had four, well, five, four, five, five children. Annette has, how many children do Annette have? Two. Yeah. Well, may as well say three because she's raising her grandchild. But we raise our children similarly. We have similar values. It's weird, but I can guarantee you if you talk to Annette, you'll hear me in her, or when you talk to me, you'll hear her in me. Same thing with Sarah. Sarah and I have this little pet name for each other. We holler, girly. And my daughter just laughs. But that's the way we've always been. Girl, let me tell you. It's weird, but that's us. And we accept one another for the way we are. We both love the word of God. Same thing with Annette and I. We both love the word of God. We're always finding something, some scripture or something that we're sharing with one another. Girl, did you read this? Girl, did you hear this? Girl, I was reading this today and the Lord says such and such and such. That's us. Don't know why it's that way. But I do know one thing. We're all three saved. And when I leave here, I expect to see them somewhere around me. Because with all the hell that we've been Good God Almighty. One day I'm going to tell y'all the story. Hallelujah. With all the hell we've been through. Honey, let me tell you something. If I don't see them going up in a rapture, I'm going to know something is wrong. <clears throat> but I say all that to say this. Like Stephanie said, this is the love between saints, not the love between the world, because the world really don't know how to love. Amen? But we're talking about the love between states, between brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Stephanie? 
<clears throat> I want to, I have put in, well, I have looked up scriptures that may go along with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that, um, that David and um, Jonathan is one of the, um, that's one of the Bible sets example of this particular type of love. Uh-huh. Uh, First Samuel eighteen and one to three, it says it came to pass when he had made an end of the feast of Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, mm-hmm. and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Yes, his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Mm-hmm. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Down. Um, the second one I found was Mark 12, 31. <clears throat> second, like, namely, is Thou shalt love thy neighbor thyself. There is none but thee. Mm hmm. says they made a covenant with one another back in the day. And we may have did it ourselves. I'm not really sure I'll have to think back. But back in those days, they did a blood covenant. They cut their finger, and they would put their fingers together. That made them blood brothers. That is how their soul, they said, got knit together. They were closer than a brother because they took a blood covenant. Even when you go back, Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of those people. Um, there was an explorer who did that with one of his guys. He made a blood covenant with this guy. Their souls were knit together. That man took care of him. Can't think of his name right now, y'all. Like I said, this is Saturday morning, and I'm just getting my orange juice. But they made a blood covenant. I remember being kids, and I remember children. They were not going to prick my finger. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm, no, no, I don't like blood, except for the blood of Jesus. But I remember kids doing that. And today they still say they are blood brothers or blood sisters. You ever hear it of a brother from another mother or a sister from another daddy. Yeah, that's what all that means. But now that's the world's part. But with David and Jonathan, if you'll go back and do some studying, they made a blood covenant. Mm. That was pointing to what Jesus was about to do for us. When he hung up on that cross and he shed blood for us, that was a blood covenant between the Son of God, hallelujah, and us. He said that I would never leave nor forsaken you. God, I just shed my blood for you. So I will never leave nor forsaken you. You have become heirs and joint heirs with me because of the shedding of my blood for you. And that's what David and Jonathan did. That was pointing right to the cross, y'all. 
Sometimes we got to read and understand. That was pointing to what Jesus was about to do for us on the cross. And if you read the rest of that story with David and Jonathan, their covenant was never broken until Jonathan died. And it wasn't broken then because they had made a covenant. And Jonathan asked David to take care of his children. Because Jonathan knew what was going to happen. He knew his dad. And he knew his dad was going to cause a whole bunch of mess. You know, you Bob say, no, those that labor among you. Jonathan knew his dad. And he knew they were going to war. And, you know, a lot of things come upon us. And since we are sensitive, when we are children of God, then guess what? God would let us know beforehand what's about to come. When they went into that war and Jonathan got killed, the other sons got killed, and finally Saul was killed. Saul tried to kill himself. Couldn't even do that right. But long story short, read the story for yourself. But when Jonathan died, and David found out about it. David wept sorely. That's, I mean, it was like he had lost a twin. He had lost a soulmate. He had lost someone that he had a blood covenant with. Hallelujah. He looked for a son. He could not find a son. And it hurt him that he could not keep that promise. So he did what needed to be done. They were all buried and put away and whatever they slept with their father said the Bible would say. And um not going through that whole story, that's a whole long story. But that love that David had never died. Hallelujah. Now, we'll get to that at another time because something did happen down the line. And David was able to fulfill that promise. But we're not going into that today. But we're trying to show you about this. How do you pronounce it? Phileo? 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 Oh, Philea. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the Greek pronouncement, y'all. Philea. Okay. I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. Because I haven't experienced that personally. Is it like um a unaffected like a un what's it, a, a relationship where it's it's kind of effortless to the point where it's like. It's just a connection without, like, you know, force. You know how people force be friends with each other? But no, yes. you're right. This love that you're talking about mm-hmm. is an effortless love. It's there. You can't explain why it's there, yeah, just, but yeah. it's there. you two somehow, as the world would say, in the stars, I don't believe in that. You were connected. And somehow... You will always be connected. I am Sarah's son, her oldest son, 
God, Mom. Whenever something happens and Jay is in trouble, who does she call to pray for him? Me? Because she knows Jay has my heart. That's my BFF firstborn. So, no, no, no. Nothing's going I will go on a fast. I will do whatever needs to be done for Jay. That's my godson. Same thing with Annette. Javon, she has a grandson named Javon. And when Javon needs something, yeah, all she got to do is ask. If I got it, Javon gets it. Javon doesn't have to worry about going out on Halloween. We're going to give him Halloween candy because I don't want him out there at everybody's door or some, what is this thing they got in there, trunk or treat. He got more stuff than trunk or treat could ever give him. That's because I want him to know that God's children don't need to go trick or treating. There are no tricks in God, only treats. God loves us. He gives us good things, but he does not treat us. And that, in turn, because he brings his friends over, and he shares that he gives so much that he brings his friends over, and he shares that with his friends. So they don't have to go trick-or-treating. See, you not only love your friend, but their offsprings. Yeah, you love them too. Now, this is her grandson. This is not her child. This is her grandson. But I treat him as if he's my own. Amen? Hallelujah. Because she is my friend. Our souls are knitted together. Same thing with Sarah. She calls me about Jay, and I'm on my knees, or I'm going before the Lord, or I'm fasting, because nothing is going to happen to that boy. That's my God child. She appointed me as such, and I'm going to be just as much mama as she is. That's what you're supposed to do. That's the kind of love we're talking about. This kind of love that Stephanie is talking about, Philea, that's the kind of love I'm talking about, where your souls are knitted together. Your children, like I said, I don't want to get into that yet, but even your children are knitted together with that person. Hallelujah. you have any more? I have more to say. Um, okay. Um, in compassion, love, the soul, even um, I have also have other examples in the Bible. They're very short. Um, so I have one out of First Peter one twenty-two. Have parents fire souls by reading to keep the spirit friendly love love one another earnestly from your heart. Uh-huh. Um, First Peter three eight. Finally, all of you have to get my sympathy, burning love, and still hurt. Uh-huh. Um, short one here, Hebrews 13, 1. Look, brotherly love. But it's a lot of examples. In, 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 exactly. Love, yeah. okay. For that, for Leo. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of examples of this particular kind of love. And as we go on, you're going to see where I know a lot of y'all might be kind of lost right now. But as we go on, you'll see where we're coming from. 
But we didn't want to because, see, I could go through the whole thing. But I said, no, we said we're going to do a series. So it's going to be a series. But, and with John and Jesus. I don't know if John ever had any children or anything like that. But I know John was a disciple of Christ. And John also, I believe he was also John the Revelator. He's the only one actually that could have written the Revelation because he was so close to Jesus. Every time you turn around, they were talking about John, the disciple that Jesus loved. And I'm saying, well, he loved all of them. But there was a special love between John and Jesus. Their souls, their hearts were knitted together. When you see him, He's always right there at Jesus' heart with his head, just above his heart. I believe that he could hear spiritually whatever was going on inside of Jesus. I believe that through Jesus, he could hear the heart of God or feel the heart of God. Hallelujah. When you get that close to a person, and that's love. That's that filia, love, pure love. The love where you know their next thought, you know their next word. Amen. How can I put this? Husband and wife can have that, but that's another story. I'm not even going down that road right now because that's a different kind of love. But you're going to find out a lot of these love connect with each other. But because the American language only has one word for love, that's the L-O-V-E, we miss out on so many aspects of what love really is. One word cannot cover all the love that God has for us. Amen. The types of love. The agape, the um, philea, the, what's the other one? Eros. Eros. That was another one. Storge. Yes. We need to dig into these loves and bring out what they are so that we can know. Next time you say, I love somebody, know what you're talking about. Because a lot of us don't know what in the world we're talking about. I love you. I love you. I love you. We say I love you to our children. We say I love you to our husbands. We say I love you to a piece of strawberry cake. Oh, girl, I love that strawberry cake you made last night. Number one, what kind of love you talking about? You're talking about agape, agape, storge, eros, phileos, philea. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of love are you talking about? I mean, you want to put a ring on that cake's finger and you want to marry it. Yeah. Or is is your soul knitted together with that cake? Do you see what I'm talking about? We use the word love so flippant. I could say that I love chocolate cake, 
I like chocolate cake, but I will not put a ring on a chocolate cake's finger. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with that chocolate cake. Amen. I'm not going to give my life for that chocolate cake. Amen. Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah, this. Philia. It's a love where you're comfortable around each other. I had that particular relationship one time with a brother in from the church. He would come over. Most people were coming to think of it. They would come over to our home, and they just sat in the middle of our floor. I'm looking at them like, you don't think y'all at home. But they loved us so much that they felt at home with us. And that just amazed me because I never had that kind of feeling with other people. I don't want to sell your floor. But people would literally come sit on our floors, look at TV or whatever. And it was weird. But I welcomed them, you know. But now with Sarah, yeah, I would go and sit in her home on her floor. Doesn't make a difference. Same thing with Annette. If I well, at my age, I don't think so. She better provide a chair. But I will be there, and I will be comfortable because she is there, because her presence is there, because of Sarah's presence. When Sarah would come to my house, I was just as relaxed and comfortable. I used to do Sarah's hair. Sarah and I both loved long hair. Sarah knew that I knew how to do weaves, and she wouldn't go to nobody but me to do those weaves. Why? Because she knew that I was going to do them right. That was my friend. I wasn't going to have her going out there looking like anything and saying, yeah, sister did that, yeah, uh uh-uh-uh. Girl, when you leave my house, you're going out here looking good. And she always did. That's that kind of love between those people who so are knitted together. Amen? Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. See, at that time, I was um, going through beauty school. And I wouldn't have did that for anybody, but for her, I did it. Anybody else, you can cost mm -hmm, $300, $350. Sarah, no, yeah, I did charge her something, but she was going to give me something. But I was not going to charge her on the leg. Right? That was mm, tedious work, y'all, standing up on your feet like that. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't going to charge her that much money, but I wanted to make sure that she had the best weave out there. Wanted to make sure that it's going to last a long time. Hallelujah. And I'm the one that's going to take it out. So you know I'm going to do it right. Amen. But I say all that to say this. This particular kind of love is that love where you can be comfortable around a person. You don't want anything from them. You just like being in their presence. That's it. I never laid my head on Sarah's chest. Like the people say, I don't swing that way. But if I need to cry, 
I knew her shoulder was there for me to cry on. So was my shoulder there for her to cry on. Same thing with Annette. Annette would come and grab me around my neck. But like I say, now she's older than I am. But she's the baby in her family. So she's looking for a mama. So I have to fulfill that role of a mama. And it's okay. I don't mind it. If I've got some wisdom and knowledge to give her, I'm going to give it to her. I feel proud to do it. Amen. That kind of love that expects nothing in return. That kind of love that says, I'm here for you. That kind of love, see, if you need, just ask. That kind of love, when you pray and ask God to bless you to be a blessing, that's the person that you're thinking of, to bless you to be a blessing to that person. Amen? That kind of love where you say, wherever you are, just call me. If you need and I got, you got. Yeah, there was another sister like that. Like I said, I've got to find her. Louise, if you're out there, darling, she used to be Loxie Jones. Oh, I miss her so much. Louise and I, oh, my God. We would have, being single mom, I'd have a little bit, she'd have a little bit, but guess what? We put ours together. We had a whole lot. We didn't have to worry about anything. If I had chicken and she had macaroni, we were going to put it together, and we were going to feed my children, my two, and her two. Amen? We didn't have to worry about that. If you went out and bought underwear, she was going to buy my little girl some underwear. If I went out and bought underwear, I was going to buy her children underwear. That's just the way we were. We'd find bargains. And if I got, she had. So if any of y'all know Loxie Jones, used to be Loxie Jones, tell her where I am. Tell her she can find me on YouTube, Blog Talk Radio. She's married now. I don't remember what her last name is. But believe me, we went through some things. But we both came out just fine. Hallelujah. Both of our children turned out okay. And I just thank God for having friends like that. Amen. Because there are friends that you have to have sometimes. God will put them in your life. Yeah, she was a church girl too. She had been raised up in church. But God will put them in your life at just a certain time because he knows who you need at that time. Like I said, if I had, she had, and if she had, I had. Hallelujah. That's the first time I had tasted Brunswick stew. Hallelujah. But it was good. Don't know what was in it. She told me rabbit and something else. But her family had had a family union, and she brought that part of Brunswick stew home. And one particular month, I had ran short that month. Honey, we jumped in that Brunswick stew because she had frozen. We jumped in that Brunswick stew, and my children and her children enjoyed. Look, we had 
a stomach full. Our children had a stomach full. They were all healthy. Both of us were healthy. And we both thank God for what he had given us. Amen. That's the kind of friend. This philea, that's the kind of friend I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I thank God for that kind of friend who is there for you through thick and thin. They don't want anything. Hallelujah. But they are they have been put in your life for a reason. Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie. I have a fun fact. <laughs> okay, she got the uh, facts, y'all. Childhood. I know I'm getting boring to y'all. And well, then the grass man had the nerve to come around. I don't know if anybody else knows it, but what, why do fun you, facts, fun facts. <laughs> why do you think, uh, what, when the state? Okay. Why do you think uh, was Philadelphia wise car brother in love? Why is Philadelphia called the state of brotherly love? I don't know why. Because it comes from the Greek word philia. Uh, oh, it comes from, yeah. y'all hear that? Was, I didn't know that. It was founded by William Penn. He named the city Philadelphia from the word philia. Philia. Yeah, that's why it's called brotherly love. Ah, did y'all hear that? You've got that written down somewhere, right? Yeah. Fun facts, all y'all. Now, look, I told y'all the other night, a lot of times we old heads, we thinking, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles and Philly Steak Subs and, you know, the, the, the Liberty Bell. And, but I never knew. Why Philadelphia was called Philadelphia. Well, yeah, why well, it was called City of Brotherly Love. Yeah, or the City of Brotherly Love. <laughs> it was a Greek word. I, that's something new to y'all. Mm. Yeah, I said y'all and me. <laughs> that's something new today, a fun uh, fact. All right. Oh, because wow. of that word is where the City of Philadelphia gets its name. The city of brotherly love. Now here's the thing: is um, we, you all heard, always heard about Philadelphia well, city of love, but I, in my mind, I was ignorant because I was like, oh, I'm thinking one thing, but once you find a meaning of it, it it's a whole different thing. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the, it's the Greek. It's from the Greek word, was it philia? Mm-hmm. Philia? Yeah. So I'm like, wow. Philia. Philia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. All right, there you have it, rice from the horse's mouth. <laughs> now, let me change this, right from the millennial's mouth herself. The city of brotherly love got its name from the word philia, the Greek word for brotherly love. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. end up learning something, you know, finding out something else, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, Philadelphia! 
Okay, she's looking for some more fun facts, y'all. <laughs> but we give honor today to Philadelphia, <laughs> the city of brotherly love. Amen. I've got family in Philadelphia. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I know this Saturday morning. Y'all got to put up with me this morning because I'm still getting over this dumb cold. And I don't even know if it's a cold now. The uh, ragwood is ragweed is full out there. I'm saying, oh, my God. Lord, I'm just getting over one thing. A ragweed want to come and smack me. Well, guess what, y'all? I'm going to smack it back in the name of Jesus. Mm. Um, so... While she's looking for something else, I want to remind you all to please remember my nieces, Pia Cook and Natasha Breeden. Um, they're both fighting cancer right now. And um ask you all to continue to pray for them both. Um, haven't heard anything yet from Tia except what she's doing okay. I know they have stopped chemo. I'm not sure of exactly what's going on with that. But they said chemo wasn't doing her any good. And the last time I heard it, she had developed cancer now in her liver. So I don't know where her do her doctors are Anything like that, but just pray for her, you know, and also pray for the people in the Bahamas. Oh, my God. 225-mile-an-hour wind. Mm. I, I don't know what to say about that. Except that the reason that the island is standing right now is because God had mercy on it. They will rebuild. And I ask God too. Those that lost family members and everything. Hallelujah. Ask you, Lord, to just comfort their heart. You know, give them a way to bury the dead. Hallelujah. And even in all of that, Lord, and all that chaos, one child was born during that time. And let me tell you something. With all the death and chaos around them, one woman brought forth a child. That child survived. That child is doing fine. Last time I heard mama was fine. That child has a special calling on its life. Hallelujah. Now, I would not name it Dorian. Because Dorian came through there and tore up. And I want that kid right here throwing box at everybody. But I would name that child blessed. Hallelujah. Same thing in Florida. When Dorian came through there. Seven children were born, despite the death that take, took place through there. 
Rocky Hall. They started up with those lawnmowers up there. Yeah, start me to coughing again. But despite all of the chaos that went on there, seven babies were born. Hallelujah. Each one of them need to be called blessed. Amen. But that shows me something, that even in the midst of chaos, God can bring forth new life. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie, you have anything else today? Uh, last key definition I have is um, beloved dear, someone dearly loved, prized, and um, a trusted, confident, held here in a close bound of personal affection. Um, and it's one of the things that's demonstrated in the body of Christ. And with that particular love, it kind of it draws people that, that, that are not Amen. That, that attraction, like that kind of love that we display to others, they're like they're attracted to it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. She said that's the kind of love that we are to display in the body of Christ, because that's the kind of love that attracts the world to us. That's the kind of love. That the world needs to see. Hallelujah. That kind of love that doesn't want anything for you. That kind of love that will protect you. Hallelujah. As well as themselves. That kind of love that says, you are my brother or you are my sister. I got your back. That's what the world needs to see from the church, y'all but that's not what they're seeing. Now, we're not going down that road, that rabbit hole of the church or the, yeah, the church, because they're not the ecclesia, but that rabbit hole of the church today. I don't want to get caught down in that today. But there's a scripture in the Bible. Uh, There's a song. I'm not sure if it's a scripture or not. They shall know. We are Christians by our love. We used to sing that all the time. How are they going to know that you belong to God? And you're constantly bickering and fighting and rolling your eyes and coming out to church and starting fights. And uh, That is not the love of God. That, that, that kind of love, I don't know where they get that from. But that's not the kind of love God wants us to have. Because believe it or not, people are watching you. And when they see you, they need to see that Leah love, that brotherly love. Amen. Not bickering and fighting and, and shooting and killing and stabbing. and No, that's not love. But they for that phileia love, loving your brother in spite of. Hallelujah. Now my clock says twelve o'clock. I don't know how many. Four more minutes. Okay. She says we got four more minutes. Now I know we're a little boring today, but hopefully you all got something out of this teaching, and hopefully. Next Saturday, we won't have Brother Lawnmower out there. 
But that's when people get their lawns cut, and that's okay with me. But um, join us here next Saturday at 11 a.m. for Saturday night of Saturday morning live with Jesus. Because where two of you are gathered together in his name, and there he is in the midst. Hallelujah. And he has really brought out some stuff today. Hallelujah. I thank God for being here today. And we're going to go ahead and close out with prayer, if that's okay with everybody. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. Hallelujah. And we thank you. And we glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. And we ask you to bless each ear that's listening today, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Allow us to get better and better every week, Lord. We want to do what you want us to do, Lord. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, for this opportunity. (coughs) Lord, we thank you even for the parlor, Lord. Hallelujah. Because we know that parlor has a place on earth, too. And, Lord, we thank you for all our new listeners. we got new listeners from Brazil. We've got new listeners from Australia. Zambia. We thank you for all of them, Lord. We glorify your name. We ask you to bless each and every one of them and their country. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And we thank you, Father. Amen. Thank, join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. And we're going to do four, four of them. And then we're going to start asking you all, if you have anything you want to bring to it, bring to it, bring it. Amen. Love you all. You've been listening to Reaching the Masses Ministry Saturday morning live with Jesus. If you don't know Christ, Give in your life today. God bless. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.